Kia ora and welcome to the Rural News. I'm Sally Murphy. The US market could offer a glimmer of hope for struggling sheep meat prices, with more New Zealand product being exported there. Sheep meat prices have been falling in recent months amid lower demand from our key market, China. Meat Industry Association Chief Executive Surma Karapiva says it's hard to say when that will change, but the US is performing well, with 33% more sheep meat going there in July compared to the same month last year. Well, the U.S. market is really interesting because it is uh, traditionally a beef market for us um, and it continues to be a very strong beef market. Uh, Sheep meat has been something that has picked up in in recent times. Um, And I think it's a reflection of the fact that the U.S. consumer is um, starting to become familiar with sheep meat uh, and lamb in particular once again and is driving the demand for high-value products uh, within that market. So our companies focused on, on growing that market. I think they're certainly focused on maintaining it and looking for opportunities to put more high-value quality sheep, meat, lamb into the U.S., particularly for those discerning consumers that are looking for grass-fed meat that has all the environmental credentials and animal welfare credentials. But despite more product going to the US, overall, sheep meat exports were down 34% in July. Surma Karapiva says that's a significant drop, but is coming off record highs last year when there was a large COVID rebound. The drop does look really bad, but when you look at it um, over the the last uh, four or five years, it is actually well in line with what we've been exporting in July months from 2016 to 2021. So it does look bad, but I think it's just a temporary glitch as we correct our export levels to come in line with the global economic conditions um, mm. around the world. Surma Karapiva says it's hard seeing farmers struggling with lower prices, but meat companies are working hard to shift product into different markets to get the best possible prices. Tomato prices are likely to come off their usual winter highs in the coming weeks. A large-scale tomato grower says a gloomy winter with limited sunshine hours has resulted in lower yields. Tomatoes are retailing for about $16 a kilo at the moment. NZ Hothouse grows 19 hectares of tomatoes in glasshouses around South Auckland, making up about 30% of the market. Managing Director Simon Watson says winter growing conditions have been appalling. I, I can't remember in the last 20 years when we've had so much rain. So, And with rain, of course, comes very, very dark, cloudy days, and that slows up growing, yeah. It's a huge problem. How did that affect your yields? Probably clipped our yields by up to 20% um, and across the winter. That's obviously had a direct impact on the price. Well, this spring, um, you'll see the prices come down quite quickly. In fact, it started already. So the, the winter time, it is more expensive. It's a much more expensive time to grow. And the, you know, the imports are a lot higher, particularly energy. So energy in the last six years has gone up by 48%. So um, that's why you're seeing quite high prices in the, in the winter time. Simon Watson says alongside rising input costs and bad weather, growers are also competing with imported tomatoes and volumes have ramped up after a couple of COVID-disrupted years. years. He says 168 tonnes of Australian tomatoes were imported in June and July and at a lower price that local growers can't compete with. It makes it harder for us because basically in the last six years, and I'll give you some numbers, the minimum wage has gone from 15.75 to 22.70, that's a 44% increase. And energy's gone up by 
and fertiliser has gone up by over 80%. So those three uh, inputs, being wages, energy and fertiliser, represent two-thirds of our of our sales. So, And those are significant increases. And really, we just can't sustain another three years of rampant inflation and what we regard as ec- economic ineptitude. Simon Watson says small to medium-scale growers are struggling to make a profit and some can't afford to plant their next crop. To other news, tougher times in the dairy sector are reflected in the most recent real estate sales figures. 1,096 farms were sold in the year to July, a 50% drop on the same period last year. There were just over a third fewer dairy farms sold and an 11% drop in dairy support sales. Real Estate Institute Rural Spokesperson Shane O'Brien says farmers are focusing on their businesses and keeping costs down, which impacts market activity. But Mr O'Brien says while sales volumes are well down, sale values are holding steady. Despite Cyclone Gabrielle and flooding wiping out arable crops, yields are up this season. The latest Arable Industry Marketing Initiative survey shows estimated yields were up 6% across the main six crops. Monique Steele reports. Yields for milling oats were up 15% and feed barley was up 11% on last season. Malting barley yields were up 6%, milling wheat up 4% and feed wheat yields were up 1%, but feed oat yields fell 2%. Looking forward to the 2024 season, it's predicted plantings of the six crops will be down 1% to 94,000 hectares. Federated Farmers Arable Vice President Grains Andrew Darling says cyclone hit North Island growers and flood hit Southland growers are looking forward to better spring conditions after a wet autumn and winter. He says Canterbury growers are reporting that most autumn crops have established well. Agriculture, forestry and fishing accounted for 61% of last year's industry-produced greenhouse gas emissions. StatsNZ data shows the next biggest emitters of carbon dioxide and methane were manufacturing, followed by electricity, gas, water and waste services. But overall, industrial carbon dioxide emissions fell 1.7% last year compared to 2021. Pastoral Greenhouse Gas Research Consortium head Mark Aspen says the primary sector is driving the reduction, but it will take more time to develop new mitigation tools. It probably reflects the change in stock numbers that's occurring across the industries. Um, there has certainly been a reduction in numbers in the sheep and beef industries. There's still not a lot of options for farmers directly to reduce their emissions. Uh, there's a lot of work going on, but um, the options aren't there. But we really have to have solutions that work. They have to get proven, and that takes time. And proven not just in a point in time, but across a farming life cycle. Our life cycles for our deer, cattle and sheep are over years. So the research should actually reflect that. It's still placing itself well from the point of view of what's been done under Hiwaki Canal and farmers getting to know their numbers. So and over 90% of our, our livestock farmers know their emissions now. And I think that will start people thinking about how they might do things differently in their business. That's Mark Aspen. A Canterbury pig farmer has been recognised for his contribution to New Zealand's pork sector with an Industry Lifetime Achievement Award. Chris Chengrove, who farms west of Christchurch, began his career in banking before switching to farming in the late 1980s. He served on the NZ Pork Board for 15 years, nine of those as chairman, and was instrumental in the development and introduction of the sector's Pig Care Welfare Assurance Programme and a major review of import health standards. Known for his 
innovation, innovative approach to pig farming, Mr Tengrove designed a novel purpose-built farrowing system to reduce piglet losses. And he also pioneered artificial insemination for outdoor pig herds in New Zealand. And just to end the rural news on a positive note, calving is going well in Canterbury. It is coming to an end for some smaller dairy farms and a local vet says it's been been a good early spring with few animal health complications. Alistair Kenyon of North Canterbury Veterinary Clinics says cows are dropping healthy calves and lambing is just getting busy with plenty of triplets. Mr Kenyon says compared with last season, which was really busy, they're having a smooth run. And that's the rural news for today. Kia pai te ra.